The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome, everyone. Today, we have another special guest on the podcast who is here for a reading. And I believe the topic she wants to focus on is relationships. But I want to hear this from you. Hello, Susan. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me on your show. So tell me a little bit about what drew you to get a reading today and what you'd like to focus on. Well, so I lost my husband a little over three years ago to cancer. We had a beautiful marriage, wonderful relationship. And you and I connected through my podcast. And I was so drawn to your energy and really liked what you had to say and felt like this would be a good fit for me to provide clarity around a relationship that I'm in right now. It's become very clear to me that I don't want to be alone. I'm better in a relationship. I'd love to get married again someday, not today, but someday. And I've been in a relationship with someone for a while and it's got its beautiful parts and it's not so beautiful parts. And so I'm just kind of excited and interested to hear what comes through. Okay, perfect. I love that. All right, now I'm going to tune in a little bit to your energy ah, so that we can get there. All right. Do you mind sharing? And we can always edit this out if we need to your deceased husband's name. Paul. Perfect. And can you also, if you don't mind, just the first name of the person that you're in the relationship with? Because that helps me get a read on them. Mike. Mike. All right, just tuning in. So Paul has been following me around since the last time we connected. Not exactly because I have boundaries, but he just wants to come right now and let you know a couple of things that he wants to share with you right out of the bat. First thing that he wants to say, and you've probably heard this before if you've chatted with other mediums or even if you've just chatted with him, you know, he wants you to know that he's sorry. There was probably a point at which you feel like he didn't fight hard enough to stay with you. And he wants you to know that he did, but that at a certain time, it just became too much for him to continue in the body with the course that things were going. And that also, there was a sense that both of your spirits probably knew before you came into your bodies that your relationship was not going to be for your entire lifespan. Okay? Okay. So I want to let that land for a minute because that's kind of a big one. And so as we've talked about before on the podcast, I'm going to share with Susan now in case she hasn't listened to that episode, you know, our spirits will have an idea before we come into physical form, what those major touchstone moments in our lifetime are going to be. 
And, you know, we don't plan with our human selves and our human minds. So your human self and your human mind does not have to be like, you know, down with the plan. And oftentimes we are not, right? Life is hard or can be hard. It doesn't have to be. But oftentimes we do have a preview. We do have things that we choose, you know, experiences that we choose to draw into our lives for our own learning and growth. And usually these align with those experiences that the significant people in our lives also need to have. And for Paul, first of all, he feels like as your soulmate, because you guys really had such a deep connection. I really see it like so beautiful. He feels that he can support you better now from the other side. He wishes you only the best happiness, growth, joy, amazingness. And he stands behind you and your daughter 1000%. But there's also a sense in which he's telling me, Susan, I can support you better now than I could had I stayed in this body. Okay. And I know that brings up some stuff for you because I'm sure that your human preference was to have him stay. But remember, we make the decisions to live or die in some respect with our higher selves, right? Not with our personality selves. And if a personality at the end of the lifetime feels powerless, you know, over that choice to live or die or, you know, life becomes overwhelming for them, then they will make that decision to, you know, go with it and cross over. And it's also important, you know, the guides want me to tell you, and I hope this makes sense, that no one really leaves before their time, right? And so, you know, sometimes we just decide that this is the point to tune out. And this is kind of complex information, but it wants to come through. There were some tasks that Paul would have needed to work on with respect to his own childhood, with respect to his own parenting. I don't know if he lost a, a parent or had a parent have a major event in their mid fifties, but there was something around that, that he did not want to go through again in his body. Okay. And so that was another reason why he chose to do the work on the other side. Okay. okay. So you probably know what that is, but he just wants you to know he's always around you. He has great love for you and that he is a hundred percent sure that you're going to be able to leverage this very difficult experience of his passing to enhance your life moving forward. And that he wants you to, to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And I want to tune in with you right now because that's a lot of information for someone who's grieving. And I know you're three years down the line, so it's different than, you know, this was the day after. But but how are you doing with that? Does anything come up, you know, emotionally around that for you? No, I don't know what the situation with his parents in their 50s would have been. I'm not sure about that. It's I something do with know... his dad. It's something okay. with his dad. Okay. I do know that... He, as far as the fighting, I feel like some people are made to be sick and some people aren't, and he just wasn't made to be sick and he didn't have it to give. And so I would agree that he gave what he had and I knew it was too much for him. And so we made that decision together to stop the fight, but I think he wanted to make it far before we ever made it together. So a lot of people wanted him to fight harder. And I know that that was really difficult for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you summed it up really well. And I think you did a beautiful thing for him when you recognized that his journey was different than yours. And again, some people in that situation, it's all about fight. And for others, it's about letting go. And it was a lot for him. So I love that you had that compassion for him. And I'd also have compassion for yourself around any unresolved feelings you have, because it's hard to be left behind. It it is. And I struggle because we did wrap our relationship up on a note of peace and love and I knew it was over and it was, we were able to end it on a beautiful note and I knew it was complete, but there's still 
anger because human that he left me and I'm in situations that I don't want to be in now because the story my mind wrote was that we were going to grow old and rock on the porch together in our retirement I know I know (laughs) and he will still be with you if you need him to be on the porch but obviously in a different capacity and the anger my friend is natural and normal and I think that the best way to handle this and I want to get this from the guides because of course it's an intuitive reading but they are telling me to go ahead is just to be patient with yourself be kind to yourself and recognize that of course you would feel that way and you know hold the hand of that inner part of yourself that's hurting and angry and just tell her of course you feel that way sweetie and it's going to be okay and that will really help and he also wants you to know he does not feel your anger at all on the other side he's not bound to it he's not hurt by it he has nothing but love light and peace in his soul and his heart for you and he really wants you to feel free to experience any emotions that you need to experience you know say anything to him You know, in your darkest moment that you need to say, it will not hurt him. It will not hold him back. He simply wants you to like release it so that you can be free. Okay. And he's cheering you on. It's the image of, you know, if two people are running a marathon together and one twists their ankle, you know, really, really hard and has to, you know, go off. He's not running the race anymore, but he is 100% cheering you on from the sidelines and he knows you're going to finish like with a flourish. Okay? I love that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ah, so, Mike, I think, you know, you're in that spot of I love how you're moving on and I love how you're recognizing that life does not necessarily have one love, even though I know for you that Paul was really, you know, that defining moment for you and really the love of your life. And it's hard to let go of the idea that that will be the one, right? But we are eternal beings that are always able to change and grow and adapt to new experience. So I think it's really powerful and important that you're allowing yourself to move on and have new experiences. And, you know, I know this is cliche, but it needs to be said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a new experiences, new loves, new adventures. They don't, change or diminish, you know, that initial, that was the love of my life. In fact, they add to it, right? Because if you think about this idea that you created such a beautiful, loving relationship with Paul and that you had that experience of that connection and that feeling loved and seen and you worked so well together, right? All of those things you get to carry forward into whatever else that you do. Right. And so I think of this example, I'm in the process of moving and I'm in the process of selling the house where I raised my family and I'm here now, you know, saying goodbye and getting things ready to go. And I'm constantly reminded that even though there's going to be a closure here and a goodbye to this home, everything I created here, I'll carry with me wherever I go next. It'll be different because I'm in a different phase of my life. Right. And so is the rest of my family members. But all the love and the joy and, you know, the creation, all of those things that came into this space, they'll carry forward. And I'd say that same thing with your relationship. You created it once. You will have maybe not the same experience again because you already had that one. There's no growth to be had from going back and trying to have that again, right? That's already in your heart. But you can use that as a stepping off point to bring in more joy and more peace and expand in the way and grow in the way that your soul is being called to grow. Does that make sense? It does. And I always say that I want to create something unique and specific to us. I don't want to live in the shadow of my relationship with Paul. 
Absolutely. But let that shadow, and shadow is not even the right word, let that foundation of love and joy and peace that you created with Paul let you know that you can create new loving experiences with others that may be different, of course, but will also have that same wonderful emotional tone that you were able to establish in that first relationship. Does that make sense? So they'll be different, but you know, that beautiful love in your heart that you felt reflected back by him will always be there and it will grow and you'll have, you know, maybe even more expansive feelings and that too will not upset him at all because he is happy to be the foundation of you discovering the loving partnership that two people can have in human form. Ah, so do you have specific questions about Mike, like reservations or, you know, I need more specifics on that one. So I'm very open and believe it or not, and I think because my relationship ended on a beautiful note and I believe in love and fidelity and trust and partnership, all of that stuff. And he was married for over 20 years and his wife had a series of affairs, probably a few that he knows about, and it really shattered him. And so I think he's a lot more wounded. Yeah. than I am. I've done a lot of self-work. I don't know that he's necessarily done the amount of self-work that I have. And so I'm kind of in a different place. We're moving very slow, but there's some things that are wonderful, but there's still a wall up that I don't feel like we can get around. And we've been doing this for well over a year. Yeah. I mean, I think he was drawn to you because you're a widow. And so in his mind, like there's not a lot of question marks about why the relationship ended, what baggage you have, what you contributed to it. You know what I mean? Like there's a safety in the fact that you're a widow to him. And that was one of the reasons why he was even felt safe to be in a relationship with you. He is not very trusting. He is not very trusting of himself and he's not very trusting of others. And I, I think that even predates the relationship that he had with his ex-wife and probably like it goes all the way back, but he was really devastated by the relationship and he should have known and he chose not to know until there was no choice but to know. And so there's a distrust for himself, right? Because the writing was on the wall. He chose not to look there until he had to. And so like now he thinks the writing is everywhere where it's not. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. (sighs) You know, I feel like from a kind of a soul life perspective, your relationship with Paul, and I'm sure it wasn't perfect because no relationship in humanity is perfect, but you guys were like soulmate, little kids, holding hands, true partnership, making every decision together. You know, I feel like when you got angry and frustrated, and I think that sometimes you did, he was so patient with you. And so like, he would sometimes need to leave the room, but you always kind of like bounced back. You know what I mean? There was just a really beautiful undertone of acceptance and love and partnership in your relationship. And that was a beautiful thing. And I don't think you had anything in your life quite like that until you met Paul. So I think it really like was a great awakening for you to what was possible in human form. Does that make sense so far? It it does, 100%. Right. And that's sort of given you the foundation, my friend, to work on some of the stuff that you brought into the relationship with Paul and didn't have to deal with because that relationship was so healthy and so beautiful and because he is so patient. And so I think that a lot of your relationships and stuff now, not that you're not going to find another long-term life partner, you very well may, 
but the complication that you're feeling in this relationship, and I want to make sure I say this in a way that's not too pointed or triggering, you know, it's giving you an opportunity to work on some stuff that you didn't have to work on with Paul, but that will be helpful for you to work on around self-respect, around setting boundaries, around knowing that you're okay alone. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, go too deep into the family background stuff because that's more of a counseling session. And also I want to respect the privacy of, you know, the people that raised you. But there's some early childhood stuff and resentments that you are in the process of really coming back to. And, you know, this gentleman sometimes pushes those buttons because you don't want to work harder in the relationship than he does. Right. Does that that's make sense? That's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. And none of it's triggering. It's all stuff I know. I know that you're saying it. I want to just be mindful again because I know you know, but I want to like set that container because, you know, there are, there are a time and a place for that discussion and I want to have it gingerly. No, it's so Um, validating. So I love that you're saying that. Yay. Yay. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where you are with this person. I would say if you have fun with him, have fun with him, enjoy it, but you can't do the work for him. And, you know, he, he sometimes chases his tail. You know what I mean? He sometimes gets stuck in this loop of self-doubt and anger and frustration. And it's a little tiring for you because you kind of worked past that. Does that make sense? Perfect. Let me see if anything else comes through. Again, your, your loving Paul is like, he's with you through everything anyway. He's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. You got this. You got this. It's so lovely. And, you know, you know this, but I think you need to hear it again. Moving on is not a disservice to the past relationship in human form. Yes, there's jealousy. Yes, there's this idea of monogamy and you can only have one and yada, yada. And again, you know, some people, I don't think this is your jam, but some people actually choose to have open relationships. And, you know, when that's done properly and that's done, you know, openly, that's totally fine. But for you, I just want to remind you again, you know it, but I feel that you need to hear it from him that it's not cheating on your deceased husband to move on and to have other experiences. And we are not limited in space and time in our relationships with the deceased. So he's with you no matter what you do. And he's not going away. And that everlasting love that the two of you have will always be there because, you know, the soul is eternal and it it will continue regardless of how you process his death, the feelings that you have or anything else that you do moving forward. So I just want you to know that that you have that gift because it's so beautiful. Thank you. I do know that everything that you're saying is just like perfect validation to all of my self work that I've been doing. So I like that you're saying it because I'm doing exactly the work that you're talking about. I love that. And they're bringing my attention to, to female people that you have in your life. So female relationships and female friendships, because I feel too, that there are some that are feeling limiting to you right now where you have hit the top of what they can do for you. And I mean, that sounds narcissistic, but what I mean is you're growing beyond some of the people in your world and you're starting to feel those growing pains and you're starting to feel some frustrations around people that, you know, want to see things their way, don't want to see things your way and are supportive. And that maybe see sisterly energy too. So just female relationships. There are people that are very good at seeing things their way and seeing your struggles and (laughs) experiences through their own eyeballs, but they're not super interested in understanding you. And so I would set the intention, and you have some people that are, to um, vibe more with the people that are really interested in helping you grow through, you know, the word that comes through is exchanging of perspective. 
right? They share their perspective with you and then they hear your perspective. And then you guys are like so fascinated by how you can all see things differently. And through that process, you both grow. Does that resonate? So it totally resonates. And I'm going to tell you, the two women are mostly Paul's mother and somewhat his stepmother. And I've really, I've been more struggling with his mother because I do not want to have a relationship with her. And it's really draining for me because she was not a good mom to Paul and not involved in his life and actually caused him a lot of heartache and pain throughout his entire life. And she, she had her sons make a choice between her and their father and Paul wouldn't choose. And so she spent his life punishing him, her life punishing him through his life for that decision and was quite ugly, but of course came in at the end and wanted to be like the best mom ever. And now she's telling a different story and I just don't want to be around her energy. Correct. And it's a lot of toxic stuff that goes on with her. And I have yelled at Paul several times about leaving me with her because he didn't want to be with her and that's his mom. So let me give you some information from him and also from the guys. Are you ready? First of all, when we talked about some of what he chose to deal with on the other side versus in his body, this is some of that. Some of it was sure. just too much. Okay. And yeah. when did his parents split? He was young, probably like three, two or three. When All right. Split. There was something, a defining moment with his dad in his fifties, mid fifties, 55 is the year that I see. I don't know how old Paul was when he died, but there's something around that, that he did not want to re-explore. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you need that information <laughs> and we're not going to do a, a healing for you here, Paul, because you're in spirit form. And that would also be something to save for another time, but he's fine. He's like, no, this is good. Ah, with respect to his mother, what he says is let her go, right? You were more bound to her when he was in his body than you are now. You feel guilty because she lost her son and you're the only like in some ways living connection to him. All right. But just like you have your own direct line to him, she does too. So you don't have to be in the middle of it. Okay. Okay. So he validates your decision to let her go. He validates your decision to say, look, this isn't comfortable for me. I know you loved your son, but I'm moving on and you have to too in your own way. Okay. And you're no longer married to her anymore. Does that help? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His sister's another story. She just always wants to make the peace, right? Because she's terrified of her mother and she's always just trying to make the peace and she's very manipulative as a result. Does that make sense? He doesn't have a sister. Oh, I thought you said Um, sister. No, his stepmother. I'm sorry. His stepmother. And that could be the case for her. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was the other female person. Let me tune in just to make sure I get it right. And the guys say yes. Okay. Yes. And she has a whole nother agenda. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's really okay to set boundaries with them. And you know, the message that I would give them, especially the stepmother, the mother is not going to cease and desist and without a very hard boundary, you know, like she's not, she's not an easy no, you know, Right. but the stepmom, you just simply have to tell her, you know, I need to honor myself through this process. I've lost my husband. Everyone experiences grief in a different way. And right now, you know, we each have to grieve in our own way. Right. And that is not together. Okay. Does that make sense? Does that, that makes free you sense. up a little bit? Yeah. yeah. And what Paul is saying is you can let them go, right? He's got it. He'll handle it on his end. And by handling it on his end, he can't protect you because whatever human relationships that you have, whether he introduced you to those people or not, they are now 
your baggage, but they're also your gift. They're here for you to figure out what do I want to do in this relationship? What do I want to do in this situation and what serves me? And what you don't have to do anymore is worry about Paul because he's not in your body and he's got this. And his legacy and his memory is not your responsibility. It's only your responsibility in your own heart. And even in that respect, it's not your responsibility because he says, whenever you find truth about this relationship in your own heart, that's the greatest gift you can give me, whatever that truth means to you now, whatever it is, right? Even if it's messy, right? He also knows that even when you feel the messy feelings, you still hold the highest truth of your relationship because it was so strong, potent, and powerful and transformative for both of you. So, you know, there's that too, (laughs) but the messy stuff, true, it's all good. And he says like, whenever you walk in your truth and whenever you allow yourself to be where you are and do what you need to do for you, you are honoring us. So I hereby free you of any responsibility to these people. I got this. Does that help? Yeah. Again, work I've already been on the journey of, but love the validation. Yay. Yeah. No, you're doing great. All right, we, we got to call it to a close, but is there anything else that we didn't get to that you would like some guidance on today? So in respect to Mike, I've been very closed off because I don't want to push him out of his emotional comfort zone because he gets very nervous when we have deep conversations. Yes. Is it advisable that I start just pushing the envelope on those deeper conversations to open him up? What I see is that When you feel like you want to push for the deeper conversations, there's something in you that's like, it's childhood stuff. That's very uncomfortable that he can't go there with you. Spend some time with her. Spend some time letting her know she's okay. Spend some time letting her know she'll continue to attract in the relationship that will help her learn and grow and evolve. And when she's done with this one, if she's done with this one, that'll be okay. There will be more. But sit with that. Sit with the part of you that's uncomfortable with his unwillingness to go there. And then, of course, you can decide if the relationship is what you want it to be, okay? Because I think otherwise, if you go from that needy inner child of please, please, please open up to me so I can feel safe, you're pushing him in a way that he doesn't want to go and your inner children are playing together rather than your spirit, soul, higher selves. Does that make sense? So I love what you just said about please open up to me so I can feel safe because yeah. that's exactly you just summarized what I haven't been able to. So perfect. Yay. Yeah. And that's the work, but that's also why he's here to help you. And what is really good for him about you is that you, even though you're annoyed and, and you know, like you don't judge, like you understand exactly why he is where he is and you have way more insight than he does into himself. The problem is, is that we can't, and you learned this with Paul too, <laughs> we can't make up for someone else's lack of insight with our own. Right. Right. And so we have to, you know, always tune back in and decide what we want to do with, where you know, the people in our lives, wherever they are. And sometimes, you know, that it's an edit. And sometimes it's just, okay, I'm going to accept them where they are and take what I can get and recognize, you know, that what I can't get, I need to, you know, find elsewhere and within myself. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. This, this was, was wonderful. Yay. This was really, really fun. All right. I'm going to just take a couple seconds to um, tune in and thank you again for this great opportunity. I know that the information that came through today, I hope it was helpful for you, but I also have a feeling that there's some people out there listening who will really benefit from some of the nuggets that the guide shared with us today. So I'm so grateful for you for taking the time to do this and, and share your story with others. 
Thank you so much, Victoria. This is wonderful. Yay. Thank you. And um, namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.